Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on around us today. You know I say that every week because it's a fact. There's a lot of stuff going on around us today. So I'm excited about what God is doing in the midst of us, regardless of what other people are doing. It's wonderful to be saved. It's wonderful to be in God's number one more time. It's interesting to know that uh, we are truly living in the last days and um, a lot of different things are transpiring, some good, and we know some bad. But we praise God for his goodness and his might, his love and concern. Today, I want to get finally get to you to the message on diligently. That's what I want to talk to you about today, as the Lord permits, diligently. We tried to do that last week, but the Lord took us on another route. So today, we're going to talk about diligently. Bow your heads with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you, I ask you to forgive us of our sins, because of our mind and soul. Open the hearts and minds of the people, oh God, as your word come forth, as you touch them, oh God, break yokes in their life, really, truly meet needs in their life today, in Jesus' name, amen, get your Bible. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited what the Lord is doing, I'm excited, I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Now listen. When I sing that song, put yourself there. You're excited about what the Lord God is doing for you and that you excited and you're grateful for what he's doing so let's go one more time I'm excited I'm excited I'm excited I'm excited what the Lord is doing I'm excited I'm excited I'm excited what the Lord is doing now he's doing great things he's doing great things he's doing great things he's doing great things for me put yourself there he's doing great things He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Put yourself there. Oh, he's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. That's not the whole song, but that's all I want to sing today. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. For me, put yourself there. Because I want to include you and what the great things the Lord is doing in the midst of his people. Regardless of what people say, God is still doing great things through his son Jesus Christ. But if you look about everything going on around you, you're going to miss out the great things that God is doing. 
If you look at all the issues and bills and crime and corruption and all the madness going on, you're going to miss what God is doing. Let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. We're talking about diligently today. But without, God, without faith, it is impossible to please God. It's impossible to please him. Him that cometh to God must first believe that he is and a rewarder of them that diligently. Okay, let's read it one more time. One more time. Look at that verse. But it is impossible. But excuse me, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must first believe that he is and a rewarder of them that diligently, seriously, wholeheartedly. That's something to think about. Diligently seeking the Lord. Diligent meaning in every language, in every translation, earnestly. You earnestly, with all your heart, you seek after God's goodness, you seek after God's grace, you seek after God's mercy. That's what you do. When you seek God diligently, not partially, not half-heartedly, but before you can seek him diligently, you first got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that truly seek him. I, I, that, that, that's interesting because everybody wants something from somebody. When a person wants a mortgage for a home, they diligently seek it out. They earnestly get their paperwork together to go to a break or go alive. Go to a mortgage broker and they go in and get the best possible deal. They seek out that deal. Some people or looking for a refinance, but they don't want to pay no real originational fee. They don't want to pay no additional fee. They just want the law so they can go about their business. Diligently. Something we refuse to truly do. And I found that a lot of people run the preaching to pray for them to the profits and their prosperity preaching. They run to these people to, uh, to, to pray for them or pay them to pray for them or prophesy to them because they don't want to diligently see God for themselves. They don't want to deal with God directly. They think these prophets is going to solve their problem. <laughs> That's even stupider. Why? Because the prophet has to go to God. If it's a true prophet, he still got to go to God. Those prophets that prophesy out of their own heart, well, you know, they're not going to God anyway. They're going to prophesy what you want to hear. Did you hear what I said? They're going to prophesy what you want to hear. So if you want to hear that, you're going to get a million dollars 
or you're going to get that wife, or you're going to get that home. That's what you want to hit. They're going to prophesy to you. You're going to give them the cash or the check or swipe your credit card for them to get paid. Amen. But you'll diligently seek them out, but you won't diligently seek out the Lord God. And that's not nothing new because that's been going on since the beginning of time. People will run to a prophet but wouldn't seek out the Lord God. People would run to the king, but they didn't want God to be their king. Let's move on. Let's go now to Proverbs 11. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 27. Look at that verse, Proverbs eleven twenty-seven. 27. It says, He that diligently seek good, procure favor, but he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. Did you hear what I just said? Let me read it again. He that diligently seeketh good, procure favor. Wait. He that seeketh mischief, it shall come to him. <laughs> what are you seeking? You got to think about that. Who, what are you seeking today? What are you seeking today? People are seeking different things. People want different things. But most of the time, people are seeking stupid stuff. People are seeking stuff that's not going to gain them nothing. People are seeking other people's wives, other people's jobs. They're seeking after stuff that don't belong to them. You can, yeah, let me tell you something. You can diligently seek wicked stuff. You can, oh my gosh, people don't understand this. Because you're doing it diligent, doesn't mean it's right. Because you're seeking it with all your heart, don't mean it's right. You could be called, you could be considered a stalker. You hear me? You could be considered a stalker. That man is seeking out that woman, and that woman is seeking out that man, but they doing it diligently, but they're stalking them. Yeah? See, people get diligently crossed up, earnestly crossed up. So you could be earnestly doing something, and it's wrong. You could be diligently thinking Mary, but Mary ain't thinking about you. You earnestly seeking after her, but you're stalking her. After a while, she's gonna have to dial 911 for protection from you because you're earnestly seeking her. You get up early in the morning. I know somebody that did that. Yes, I did. I personally knew one sister that was stalking a pastor. She was out there when he was coming out that door, she was already there waiting for him. She was talking him and his wife. People are nuts. People are nuts. He was talking the past. She was talking the pastor. <laughs> and the funny thing about this girl, this woman, she wasn't a girl. You would never think she would be the type of person to do that. 
She was a little Mary, a Mary. Uh, you thought she was a little Mary, uh, what a sorrow, one of those type, oh, what a little frail woman, yes, my lord, type woman. Well, she was a stalker, a real live one. He had to get an order of protection, but she was diligently seeking after him. She was diligently looking to get even with him. You gotta watch people. My pastor also had the same problem. Women stalking him. Huh? Back then, it was easy for a woman to say, My name is uh, Mary Wells. I'm Pastor Wells' husband, and I want to go up to uh, I want to go to the room. That's right. Back then it was easy. It's not easy to do that now. They not you're not doing that now. But it was easy to do that back then. And they would go up in my pastor's room waiting for me to bed. <laughs> but my pastor was all the time and he was smart. Ma, pastor was smart. He used to go to his room and have the mothers check his room to make sure there was nothing going on in there that wasn't supposed to because he already been through numerous issues with craziness. Women claiming to be his wife. Hmm, that's funny. They went in the room, the woman was in the bed. It was funny because you didn't think this stuff was going on. But that's how people are. Diligent. You got to make sure what you're doing diligently is for the good. Not for the evil. Y'all got to understand something about diligently. God wants us to seek him diligently. God wants us to seek him wholeheartedly, everything in us. But we try to go around in my way. We're running some preacher, somebody, somebody. Oh, you'll call somebody. Oh, boy, pray for me. Pray for yourself sometimes. Learn to pray. The Bible said, man, I always pray and not faith. Huh? He said that we should always pray and not faith. We shouldn't give up before we get started. We should pray. Because there'll come a time when you can't call nobody. And I've been in that situation. I've been in a situation where I couldn't call a soul. Not a soul. Not one soul that I knew that could get a prayer towards the time. There wasn't nobody I could call to help me and say, pray for me. I need your help right now. There wasn't nobody to pray for me. It was me and God and the devil. And somebody was going to win that battle. Did you hear me? Diligent. We can diligently deceive people with consistent Deception, but we can't deceive God. We try to mock God, some of us, and make fools out of ourselves because you can't mock him because he already knows your heart, he knows your thoughts, he knows your actions already. Diligently. This is a corny 50 cent message, maybe a 25 cent message about being diligent. It's not eloquent. I'm not trying to be eloquent. 
Somebody say, well, you need to get a little more popular with your preaching. You need, I don't need to do nothing. Let's tell the truth. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm 119. I always go from the King James Version. Psalm 119 and 4. Listen to what it says. Psalm 119 and 4 says, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. I'll read it again. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy, thy precepts diligently, earnestly, wholeheartedly. Not sometimes, not on weekends, on Sunday only. When we go to church looking good, church is open back up now. So we go to church looking good. Some of y'all sisters go out there with no flying socks and hats. Some of y'all brothers are going to go to church with the latest suit on, shiny as shoes. But you ain't keeping his precepts diligently. Mm-hmm. You're keeping your good looks diligently, but you're not keeping the precepts of God diligently. You go to work every day. Have hearty. You don't go to work with a mind to glorify God. You don't go to work with a mind to bless the name of God with your enemy. The song said, am I living in vain? That's something you got to check out. Whether you're living in vain or not. Oh, nobody can check that for you. Nobody can check if you're living in vain. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's a hot thing. See, you can do the cosmetic stuff. You can do all the cosmetic stuff. You can do all the cosmetic religious stuff and look good. And people say, oh, he's living right. But in your heart, it's full of deceit, malice, and bitterness. You ain't living nothing. You just cosmetic. Look at that bird. Thou has commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Check this out. Now, let's talk about something interesting. When you go to work, when you get a job, I want you to think about this. I don't care what job it is. It's a toilet washer. I don't care what the job is. I want you to listen to this. Most jobs, most real jobs, you say, what's a real job? Any job that's paying you on the books is a real job. That they give you a, t- a 10W40 or a, a, a W2 form or whatever. I mean, a, a W2 or W9 or something like that. Or 1099. But I want you to think about this. Every job you go to, they give you some kind of handbook, some type of training book. Am I right? Somebody got to train you, right? Somebody got to train you. And you diligently watch what they're training you. You actually watch because you want to get that job, right? You diligently watch through whatever manual, whatever guidance, whatever video, or virtue is teaching and giving you, because some of them do it virtually now. So whatever it is, you're diligently learning all you get. But you're a new hire. When people get saved, it's the same thing. When they truly get saved, 
They're diligently seeking after God. They want to get to know the Lord. But after they've been saved a couple of years, it changes. They think they know everything about God. They know everything about God. They don't diligently seek after them. They go with emotional thing. They do the emotional thing. They do the uh, slow motion seek after God. They go, oh, well, well, I don't feel That's all they do. Just like a new hire. A new hired person is excited about the job. They got the job. Now they think of how they can pay their bills. But after a while, they'll start complaining. This job is this. I thought this job was going to be that. And I thought this job was going to be this. And so and so is this. And so and they're diligently seeking out excuses. They're diligently watching everybody else. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me. They're diligently seeking out everybody else's business on the job and every problem with the job, but they can't diligently seek after God. They can't diligently do their job because they find every logical problem not to be able to do what they're supposed to do. And that's the same thing with safe folks. Notice I didn't say religious folks. Notice I didn't say church folks, but church folks and religious folks aren't saved. They're church folks and religious folks. Saved folks are different. There's two or three types of people on this planet. In a spiritual form. Religious people, uh, 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 church people, and saved folks. Which one are you? All three run the number of diligence on people. All of them. All three of them have their own prayer life. You <laughs> got to know. Religious people got their prayer life. Church people got their prayer life. And saved folks have their prayer life. And only one person gets through to God, and that's the saved part. That's the same person when they truly walk with God. But the Bible talks about diligently with everything you got. You know, some people, when it comes down to medicine, they do everything. I know one person today. Whatever the doctor tells them, that's it. That's it. That's over. I don't care what nobody else tells them. Did you hear me? I don't care what nobody else tells them. They're not going to listen. I'm going to say it again. They're not going to listen. I know somebody like that. So what happened was they gave them some medication. And it messed up their mind. It messed up. It really messed up their mind. They lost their memory. We had to take them off the medication. That's right. We took them off. The husband asked me to look up what it's about. And I went online and researched it. And I found out. I said, this is what your wife is on. Now, you make a decision what you want to do. Now, she don't even know you no more. She called the cops on you in your house. Yeah? But she followed whatever the doctor told her. You can't put all your trust in no doctor. The Bible told us not to do that. You're not supposed to put all our trust in no man. You're supposed to put all your trust in God. I didn't tell you not to go to a doctor. I said, don't put all your trust in them because they're human. They're subject to make mistakes just like we are when we don't seek after God. Don't put all your trust in no preacher. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. That's not the Bible never said that we're only under shepherds. 
the chief shepherd and the Lord Jesus Christ, who we had to put all our trust in God and man. She followed what the doctor told her. We had to pray, 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 pray. And we had to pray and pray and pray and pray. I'm serious. This woman was a walking Bible at one time. Now she can remember nothing. I mean nothing. She called a cop and her husband. She called him. There's somebody that's mad in my house. She didn't know. She honestly didn't know who he was. He was stunned. He didn't know what to do to God. He didn't know what to do. He had to prove to the police and everything. That he who you are. That it was his place. That ain't no laughing matter. Because you know these cops, they want to arrest you for anything. You're trespassing in his house. Blah, blah, blah. Diligent. We have to diligently seek after God and what he has to say. We have to diligently obey God and what he has to say. We have to diligently do our job on the job and stop complaining about the job. Maybe you get blessed with a better one, but you spend all your time complaining. Then when you get fired, oh God, why you let this happen to me? Why? When we diligently seek after God, we get results. You don't get new results all the time when you seek after man. Sometimes they don't even do what you want. They don't do what you want. Bow your head. Let me pray for the TV broadcast real quick. Father, in Jesus' name, every liberal soul that's watching the TV broadcast right now, I ask you to touch their lives, touch them from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. Meet the needs in their life. Break the yokes in their life. Bring deliverance in their life. In the name of Jesus, I look to you, O Lord God, to touch the people. Those of you who watch the television broadcast, you can visit our website, www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org. You can leave a prayer request, a testimony, and you also can become a partner and help us with the broadcast. We on you, uh, we are, well, we on here on the Daily Gospel Network. Uh, we on uh, um, we have a, a podcast, Tamanaco Podcast dot uh, org. Um, what else? What got? Um, we <laughs> we get ready to start a twenty four hour te uh, station, television station. And we'll be starting, um, I think it's going to be next week we should be starting it. We were supposed to start it this week, but next week we'll probably start it. And that'll be 24 hours a day channel that we'll have. And you can watch any of the, uh, we'll, we'll some Bible study channels. I mean, with all the Bible studies that we've been doing. So you'll be able to watch any of them in 24 hours a day and write your friends to that. But in the meantime, uh, you can catch us on YouTube and Twitter. You can find us on uh, uh YouTube on the Tabernacle Deliverance Incorporated or Pastor Bernard L. Wells and on um, Twitter at Tabernacle slash underscore INC. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs chapter four. Proverbs chapter four and verse 23. Listen to this. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. I'll read it again. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Notice it says the issues of life. What's in your heart? 
is going to flow out of your mouth. What's in your heart is going to make your hands do it. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. You never heard that one. I know y'all heard what's in your heart that come out of your mouth. But what's in your heart? Your hands are going to do it. Don't believe me? If it's in a man's heart to kill somebody or strangle somebody, his hands going to go strangle him. If it's in his heart to steal and wait, his hands are going to go do that. It's what's in your heart. The Bible said about God and iniquity in my heart, God will not hear me when I pray. Y'all hating people when you're praying in vain. God ain't here. I've heard church folks say they can't stand people and I hate them. God ain't going to hear you when you pray, when you hate people. Look at that verse. Keep my heart with all diligence, all earnestly, all honesty, all cleanliness. For out of your heart are the issues of life. This is why people lose out with God, lose out on jobs, lose out on wonderful marriages, because they heart is not right. When their heart is not right, you are not going to do right. I don't care what nobody says. When your heart's not right, you ain't doing right. <laughs> you don't have no plans of doing right when your heart is not right. Okay, listen to this. I want, you, I want you to listen to this. Now, you know, you heard me say that the Bible says that you're supposed to train up a child in the way it should go, and when it's old, it will not depart from it. Well, why did the child go wrong? Well, there's two sides to that. One, they got hooked up with the wrong crowd. Two, they heart ain't right. The heart got to be right. To do right, you can't expect a person with a bad heart to do right. You can't expect a person that has an actual physical bad heart to be running up and down and doing all like they can't do it. They don't have any energy. Their heart ain't good. We got to ask God to create us a new heart and to renew our right spirit within us. Diligently. He's telling us in this verse, the Lord God is telling us to keep your heart. He's telling you individually. He's not talking to everybody. He's not talking to 5,000 people. He's talking to you personally. You keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart clean. Keep your heart pure. Don't let nobody corrupt your heart. What this scripture says, read your heart, not your garment. We get all decked out when we go to the church or go to where they broke people. I know y'all know about the story of the preacher that had got robbed, no call robbed, with $400,000 of jewelry and all this other nonsense. Well, you know. He was not going to church for God's glory. He was going to glorify himself in front of those people when he did. He made sure he let them know he wore the latest strands in X, Y, and Z. Hmm? 
that scripture tells us in this verse, keep thy heart with all diligence for all of it because the issues of life. The scripture picks up and says, rid your heart and not your God. I don't care how good you look. I don't care how fine you dress. I don't care how tight your dress is, miss. You ain't pleasing God doing that. You guys running around with the tightest shirt on so they can see your chest, so they can see your abs and all this other good stuff. Because you run around saying, I'm a six-pack, blah, blah, blah. The Bible says body exercise profited little. The Bible says the spirit killeth. The letter killeth, but the spirit maketh a lie. The letter of the word of God killeth, but the spirit of God bringeth a lie. That's why a lot of people don't know God. The spirit of God is not operating through their life. They don't even want it to, but they just want to read the word and make it look good. The spirit of God brings things to life. This is why he said, keep your heart with all diligence. Because the issues of life, are you listening to me? L-I-F-E, the life issues come out of your heart. Your heart is going to help you make decisions, not your head. It's not your head, it's your heart. And heart, what's in that heart is going to make you respond. Because in your head, you got so much stuff going through your head. So you're not going to respond generally with your head. You're going to respond how your heart pushes you. Your head is not your emotion. Your heart is what gets you to get your emotions going, not your head. Your head will make you think about things. Your head will make you think about this and think about that and think about this and think about that. But your heart will get those emotions going, not your head. Verse 23, one more time, a Proverbs 4. Keep thy heart with all diligence. You got to guard your heart. You got to diligently guard your heart from lust and perversion and uncleanness and ungodliness. You got to guard your heart from them silly women that wake the lower your, 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 make you lower your standards from sexual pleasures, perversion, pleasures. Women, you got to guard your heart. Well, Mr. Slick, when they talk up, come to talk to you to get you in the mood. Have you backslide right there and there? You didn't even know how that happened. Huh? You didn't even know. You, you, he doesn't got your mind going, got your emotions going. Diligently. I knew a man personally. He shocked me when he said, I lost all respect for him when he said it. He said, you know what we do? We like to go to the church and get the pretty girls and bring them out. We go in there. Some of them are so bad, they'll watch the girl grow up from a little girl. And then they'll go into church and play safe and bring them out. Because the girl is silly. She ain't got her heart and her head in God. Diligently. Some of y'all young women again in the same boat. You let any sucker come by or sucker you into whatever he wants you to do. And then you cry and look like a dummy with a big belly. Yeah? Well, I'm 
that's honest and truthful. Might as well tell the truth. But if you diligently sought God, listen, here's the benefit of diligently seeking God. He's going to warn you. You hear me? The Spirit of God is going to warn you and tell you, leave that man alone, stay away from it. Here's bad news. But when you want them uh, uh, disobedient, stubborn women, here's what you're going to do. Oh, but he likes me. I like him. He's good looking. And he got a nice six pack. He got a nice car. Good job. And God said, leave him alone. Well, you're going to say, oh, but he's. And then you're going to go to your friends and let your friends abide. Well, you better get that man while you can. Somebody else get him. But the Lord God of Israel had already spoke to your spirit and said, leave that man alone. And some of y'all got the goal to be lusting after married women. Some of y'all men got, oh my goodness, some of y'all women are lusting after married men. Some of y'all men are lusting after married women. What's wrong with you? You can't have something that don't belong to you. <laughs> What's wrong with you? The United States got over three or 300 million people in it. Huh? We got more women in this, for this country than we got men. Why can't you find a woman for you? Hello, I ain't no dummy. I know the deal. Why can't you find a woman and man for you? America got over 300 million people in it. What's your problem? You gonna lay left it up to somebody that belongs to somebody else? You need to get your heart right. Not just your head. You gotta get the heart right. Because the Bible said, out of the heart come the issues of life. So you gotta get your heart right. And stay right. All glory to God. All glory to God. Remember the song I was singing in the very beginning? I'm excited. I'm excited. But you can't sing that. When you're not enough to somebody else, husband or wife. Oh, let me tell you the story about the sister years ago. We was at the tent. Lord, if she hear this, Mr. She gonna call me and tell me all. But it's a truth. There's a sister that I knew. We were at the tent, standing outside the tent, and I can never even forget what she said. I want him. But we don't, well, she's married. I want his wife to die so I could get him. That's what she said. I was stunned. I was stunned. Well, yes, she got service, praise, and God shout out of her time. Her heart wasn't right, so her praise wasn't right. Did you hear what I just said? Her heart was not right. She was hoping her wife would die so she could get the husband. That's crazy. But that's how people are. She was hoping the husband would be, the wife would just die so she could get the husband. I ain't never seen that crazy. I just love him. How you loving somebody? I'm, I'm trying to comprehend it. How you loving somebody else's wife? How you loving somebody else's husband? They don't even know you. I never forget the story of the uh, the sister. We was in some service somewhere, and she says, "I think I was, uh, I think I was a pastor back then." And she said, "Pastor, well, I got a picture of you in my house." I'm looking at her like she's crazy. I said, no, you don't. She said, yes, I do. I don't know where she got the picture from, but she has a picture of me in her. I don't know. I can't remember ever in my life taking a picture with her. 
So I guess I'm a trophy to her. I guess I'm crazy stuff. I don't know, must be. Because she was all excited to tell me that she had a picture of me. I was what? Uh, 30 years old back then, 29 maybe. She told me she had a picture of me in the house. But I, I'm trying to spread the record back. She wasn't some type of woman I would take a picture with. And there's a secret about me, I'll tell you. I'm not a person to get many pictures taken of. I'm not, that's not me. That's not me. My family members, oh yeah, them, they take 60 million pictures here, there. That's not me. That's why people can't find a lot of pictures online with me. <laughs> I'm just not a picture taker. Nah, nah, I've never been that way. They kept me out of a lot of stuff too. So, but this woman says she has have a picture of me. I said, we are whatever. <clears throat> that's as far as it goes, because you never get my number. No, that's not happening. I made sure I would never run her again. Nope. Not happening. Diligently. When we diligently seek after God, we're going to correct ourselves. We're going to get ourselves right. We're going to treat people right. We're not going to be cheating on our wives and our husbands. Flesh is flesh. If you stay around a man long enough, I want you to listen to this, women. You stay around a man long enough and work with him side by side, your emotions will start acting up. Because you're going to start liking things about him. I'm a realistic person. You're going to start liking things about him. Oh, I like the way he doesn't work. Oh, I like, you got to check yourself. You got to check yourself and say, hold up. We're going too far here. I'm talking about myself. I went with a lot of beautiful women. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I did. I, 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 I have a businessman. I used to have sell, sell clothing. So I love to see women in beautiful clothes. Oh, yes, I do. Now, I don't like the flying saucer nonsense and big giant hat. But I love to see women dress. Oh, my gosh. I love to see that. I'll even compliment them, but I'll do it the right way because I don't want them to get the wrong idea. I'm flirting with them. I'll say, oh, that's a nice dress. Oh, those are nice shoes. Uh, now, nah, I'm not into the hair thing. Oh, your hair is so beautiful. No, that's not me. Uh, I'm in the color. So if y'all try to use it against me, I'm going to get you. I'll pray for you real hard. But I'm just saying, I like beautiful clothes. So I have to be careful when I'm around certain women that I don't let that get, come on, come on, let's get real hair. A 90-year-old man, listen to this, a 90-year-old man can still get stirred in his heart. He said, he's an old man. That's right. He still got emotions. If he still can see clear enough and see a pretty lady going by, if he's going to respond in his mind or in his heart, he may be able, not able to get up. Huh? He may have maybe shaking. He want to reach out and touch. I'm only just telling you, look at Sarah and Moses, huh? They wasn't 30 when they had their first. They wasn't 30. I mean, not Sarah Moses, Sarah and um, oh, the Abraham. Not Sarah Moses, Sarah and Abraham. I'm getting names. People, I know it's really about somebody. But Sarah and Abraham wasn't in their 30s. They wasn't the youngsters. Thank you, Dan. See, my wife had to get it right. I said, What are you talking about, Moses? <laughs> I meant to say Abraham. They wasn't in their 30s. They wasn't in their 40s. They wasn't in their 50s. They wasn't in their 60s. They wasn't in their 70s. They wasn't in their... Oh, they wasn't even in their 80s. They were in their 90s. But don't tell me 
your flesh can get stirred up with the right thing. Because the devil knows how to stir you, you know. He knows how to put the right thing to stir your pot. You know, well, y'all, when y'all those y'all that cook when you stir the pot, it start bubbling and look good, and you stirred it, and you stirred it, and then you taste it. Mm, it tastes good. And that's just how the devil do. He'll get you stirring your fleshly pot, and you want to taste it to see if it's good. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He didn't tell you about no flesh. <laughs> He said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. He didn't say nothing about stirring up your flesh. Diligently. This is why we need to diligently know the works of the enemy. The Bible says we're not ignorant of Satan's devices. You got to understand the word of God don't change. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that changes not. We change. We error. Oh, no error. There's no error in him. He don't lie. We lie. Proverbs 4 and 23 says, one more. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. Psalm. Oh, yeah, Proverbs 4.23. I went back for them. Uh, Proverbs 4.23. Oh, we have Psalms 119. Uh, no, 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 no. We already went there. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. Now she made me go backwards. Correct me. Now she made me going backwards. Oh, my goodness. Proverbs 4. Look at that. Proverbs 4.23. Look at what that verse said one more time. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it is the issue of life. Issue. You notice that people deal with a lot of issues in life? That's why I'm telling you to keep your heart with all diligence so you do not go through unnecessary issues in life. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord, that will take you through and bring you over. But the whole thing here is you got to keep your heart with all diligence. You got to keep your heart right before God. Because the issues of life by your conversation and your action. When Abraham and Sarah, before they had their child, the angel told Sarah that according to the time of life, she was going to have a son. That's what he told her. Sarah's going to decide to tell her angel, said, no, that's not going to happen. Now you telling the angel that God said, that's not going to happen. He's telling her it's going to happen. She said, no, it's not. My Lord, that's not going to happen. I'm old. I want to tell you something about God. Your age ain't got nothing to do with God. A thousand years and God started as one day. We're but for a moment. That ain't nothing too hard for God. That's why you got to diligently seek after God. You have to diligently seek after what God has for you. Okay, listen to this. I quote this scripture all the time, but very few people will ever get the benefits of it. That scripture is, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, 
Neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And then there's the other scripture that says, no good thing with God withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. The only way you're going to get those two scripture benefits is diligently seeking him. Did you hear what I said? By diligently seeking God, those two scriptures benefits will be yours. You ain't get it no other way. You can name it, aim it, and claim it all you want, like these preachers and false prophets teach you. Just name it, just claim it. You can do it all you want. You ain't getting no benefits from those scriptures, two scriptures, until you diligently seek after God. Until you make it your business to get a hold of God. And beloved, you're going to have to do some seeking. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 23 and 1. Listen to this verse. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. I'll read it again. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before thee. I learned that scripture when I when I had went on a convention. And I was sitting at the table, and I'm sitting here with my little bowl of cereal. And Apostle Washington came by and sat down. I was scared to death. I didn't really know him back then. At that time, I didn't know him personally. I got to know him well. And he came there and sat there. And I knew that scripture, so I kept my mouth shut. And I ate my spoon all, my, my cereal all proper. And I didn't know what he was going to say. Because that man was full of God's wisdom. And he would start talking. And you're going to listen. So I just sat there all quiet, nervous and nervous, because that's how most people was around him. But they knew that man was walking with God. And if you wasn't all right with God, it's going to show up on you. You're going to mess up. Let's put it down. And he's sitting there. Then somebody else came and sat at the table. And I was standing up by myself. He came and sat there. Somebody else came and sat. And then he started talking to me. I was trying to figure out what to say. And the thing about it is, a friendship grew out of that. But the thing about it is, I diligently remembered that scripture. That behave yourself wisely. Be diligent when you're around great people and great leaders. Humble yourself. You don't gotta knock nobody else to be around them. See, some people, you know, about movie stars. And entertainers, people knock themselves out to get their autograph. I got a few of their autographs. I met a few personally. Um, I met one one actor that did commercials when I was a kid. Uh, I met Lou Rawls. Uh, there's other people I met. But I learned the principle. I was in a restaurant where Ben Marie was one time. And I noticed all the people bothering him. He was upset. A lot of people felt he wasn't fair being upset, but he had a right to be upset because he just came to eat. 
He just came to sit down and eat his meal and go about his business. He was hungry. He just sat down. I sat in my chair. I didn't get up to go over there. I didn't get up. I didn't go because the man wanted to eat. But I like to eat food. So I could, I could imagine he was hungry. Uh, everybody, oh, that's been real. Let's go get it. Let's give me that. We, we don't think when we do things. We just do that and then expect everybody to respond and be happy. Being around people in great authority, rulers and stuff. Knowing how to present yourself. And this is the same, that's what I'm trying to get you. I'm trying to get you to understand something about the living God. You cannot just present yourself any other way to God when you're calling yourself safe. You got to diligently seek after God because God got millions of other children. You're not the only one. You don't got time to be wasting just like a father doesn't have. A father doesn't have time to wait when he got several children. He can't spend all his time with you. He got to make sure his food is on the table. He got to make sure his milk and the refrigerator and bread. He got to watch. Children are so upsetting. They want all the attention for themselves. And know they got brothers and sisters, but they want all the attention. They don't care about nobody else. And that's how you lose out in life. You're diligently seeking for yourself. That's only you. When thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is before you. You got to consider it. A lot of people don't understand me. Sometimes I go out, if I'm around certain people, I'm quiet. I don't say nothing. I want to get to know who's around me, what type of spirit they have. I don't just stop blabbing. I don't. That's going to happen. I want to be respected and I want to respect people. I want to be respected and I want people to respect me. Amen. When I come in the room, I want them to know there's a real man of God coming in the room, not some turkey. Not some jive scammer. I want them to know that a real man of God is coming into their presence. You don't need to be hearing about no shady stories about me. You ain't gonna have no respect for me. This is why the scriptures there. This is why the scripture says, when thou sittest to eat with the ruler, consider diligently what is before you. Consider. To consider diligently what has been presented and who is presented before you. That's something you gotta do. You gotta consider it. I know many great men and women of God. I have great respect and admiration for them. Some don't know me personally. A lot of them do. But the Bible also talks about the life you live speaking for you. The life you live is going to speak for you. People that say going to know that you say You ain't going to have to tell them. The life you live will speak for you. Let's move on. 
Let's go to um, 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. And verse 15, and verse 5. Listen to that. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to and to virtue knowledge. I'll read it again. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and virtue knowledge. And giving all honesty, and giving all diligence, and add to your faith virtue, and on virtue, and to virtue knowledge, diligence. With all diligence, add to your faith. With all honesty, with all honesty. Add to your faith, Bertram. Honey, what does Bertram mean? Yeah, what does it mean? Being genuine. Add virtue to your life. Add virtue to you with faith. To your faith. And then with virtue and knowledge. And knowledge. Diligently, that's the only way you're going to get knowledge is being diligent. You think knowledge is drops in your hand? Who oh, I got knowledge? No. Knowledge comes from studying, reading, concentrating. You know what I mean? Come on. When people go to college, if they want to pass, I'm not talking about those that have people by their way. People that want to pass got to study to show themselves approved that those professors will pass them. Did you hear what I say? I'm not, we not, I know back in the day, the racist uh, professors, old black folks, black Spanish folks, black, I know, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people passing, having having um what they call sane professors that pass uh, students that do the work. That's what I'm talking about. But if you don't do the work, they're not going to pass you. They have no reason to pass you. Why should they? We want, we want things. We want cards, we want homes, we want the best jobs, we want the best of the best, but you're not diligent. And some of y'all are diligent for the wrong things that I said before. Look at that verse one more time. And beside this, give it all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge. And the only way you're going to get knowledge is being diligent. You're going to have to search that knowledge out. In my line of work, and what I do, 
I got to constantly read and research. Constantly read and research. I'm not, I'm talk, I'm not talking about ministry because I got to do research on that anyway. It don't matter. Every message I get, I got to do research and look at our scriptures and all that. I'm not talking about I'm talking about business. I got to do read and research. Read and research. I told somebody one time, that's how I said, that's all I do. That's all you ever do in this life, in business, is reading and learning, reading and learning, working smarter, reading and learning. But you have the knowledge to do what you do. And guess what? The Bible talks about having knowledge of the holy. You got to research that. You're not going to know about Abraham and Sarah if you didn't learn about it. Somebody told you about it. Knowledge is a great tool. Like I tell you something else, understanding is powerful when you understand knowledge. Let's move on. Let's go to uh Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 9 says, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, diligently, least thou forget the things which thy eyes have seen, and least they depart from thy heart all the day that I life. But teach them to thy sons and thy sons' sons. Son. I'll read it again. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently. Least thou forget the things which thy eyes have seen, and least they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them to thy sons and thy sons' sons. What is he saying here? Let's look at the verse again. Take heed to yourself. Stop minding other people's business. I can't be telling you guys six months to mind your business and six months to leave other people's business alone. It's a take heed to yourself. Only take heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently. Keep your soul diligently. Keep your soul diligently. Keep your soul diligently, earnestly. Keep it clear. Keep it clean. Why? Because if your heart becomes corrupt, you're going to forget where you come from. You're going to forget the God that brought you. You're going to go hard at all kinds of foolishness, and then you're not going to be able to teach your sons how to live before God. You're not going to be able to teach your sons and daughters how to live before God. That's why you've got to guard your heart. You've got to take heed to your heart. Oh, my gosh. You've got to take heed to your heart daily. Not nobody else. You. The Bible says, come out from amongst them and be ye separated to God, and I will receive you unto myself. You. Ha. 
not nobody else. People go to church looking at everybody else, what everybody else in church is doing. That's why you can't get nothing from God because you diligently minding other people's business. You go home sometime worse off than you came to church because you ain't so God. You went to church minding everybody else's business. You probably could tell what everybody in church had on. And if possible, you probably even try to see what every, how much money everybody gave and offered. That's messed up. Keep yourself pure. Be diligent with your heart and your soul. Teach your truthers to be diligent with their soul. And be right with God. So they can teach their sons and their sons can teach their sons how to walk before God. How to live before God. People go to church on Sunday. Come home and go right back to the same nasty attitude they had before they left. Some people, some women go to church every day. The church is open and never spend time with their family. And then they want to know why their husband is running around. Same thing. You want to know why your wife running around? You go to church every day. The door is open. You don't have to be there every day. The church is open. You need to live right every day. That's right. You don't have to be there every day. The door open. You need to go there and worship. Come home and worship. But make sure you spend time with your family. Let's move on. That scripture there. I used to circle that scripture. Deuteronomy 4 and 9. That's something you got to guard your heart diligently. Your soul. You got to you and your heart. You got to guide those things and protect them. Circle that in your Bible. All right, let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 21 and 5. Proverbs 21 and 5. 21 and 5. Look at that verse. Proverbs 21 and 5 says. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plentiness. But everyone that is hasty, only one. Let's read it again. The thoughts of the diligent only tend to plentiness, but everyone that is hay of hay is hasty of the one. Wow, wow, wow. That scripture tells us a whole lot. Those that are diligent, diligently seek out information. Seek out knowledge. They have plenty. They have plenty of knowledge. They have plenty of things that they need because they diligently seek it out. They diligently seek those things out. But a person that is hasty is always in want. Why? Because they waste money. They waste time. They just waste. Because they're hasty. They don't take time to seek things out. They're not diligent. They just run and do things. They see a sale and they go spend they go spend a thousand dollars on something and come to find out two days later it's fifty percent off. It's happened many times. It's happened many, 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 many times. This is why you have to be diligent. 
The Bible said, if thou uh, 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 hark, diligently hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and do all that I command you to do this day, you shall be blessed going in and you shall be blessed coming out. He'll bless you in your storehouse. Oh, my goodness. God himself wants to bless you. I'm going to say it again. God himself wants to bless you. I didn't talk about no preacher. I didn't talk about no prophet. I said, God himself wants to bless you. But you got to be diligent. You got to be diligently seeking after God for him. Bless you. And he will bless you. Look at that verse one more time. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plentiness, but everyone that is hasty only one. Think about yourself. Take a moment and think about yourself. Are you diligent? Do you diligently seek out information of God? Do you diligently seek out what you need to know on your job to get the job done? Do you diligently seek out what your home needs? Do you diligently do that? Are you hasty? You just do things. Do you just do whatever? And then say the Lord said, no, 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 no. God isn't a hasty God. Sorry, that's not him. He said, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. Even as the heaven is higher than the earth. Oh, my ways. Higher than yours. Let's move on. Let's go to Jeremiah 29 and 13. We just about finished. Jeremiah 29 to 13. Look at that verse. Jeremiah 29 to 13 says, And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Let's read it one more time. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. That's the key. Ye shall seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When we seek God wholeheartedly, he will respond. When we diligently seek after God, we drop what we're doing and seek after God. We don't put everything out before God. We seek after God. We set time aside of our so-called busy schedule, our so-called busy life. We set aside time to seek God. Because we want to get to know God for ourselves. Because we want God to move in our life. We want God to reveal himself to us. We just don't want to be religious. We want to know God in the pardon of our sin. We just don't want to know God in the pardon of our sin. We want to get to know him personally. And we can brag on him. And we can talk about his greatness, his kindness, and his wonderful works to the children of man. But that's not all. By thinking God, he will reward you openly. When you seek him in secret, he will reward you very much openly. 
He will bless you going in. And he'll bless you coming out. He'll bless your life. Your life will expand. You'll go through trials. You'll go through tests. But you're going to come out victorious every time. When you put God first. When we put God first, we're going to come out all right. When we really seek God truthfully from our heart, we will come out on time. We will come out winners and not losers. Nobody wants to be a loser, but many people are losers. <laughs> when we put God first, we receive the rewards of obedience. Many of you are listening to this broadcast or watching it today. Some of y'all know God, some of y'all don't. Some of y'all want to be blessed by God. Some of y'all don't know how to be blessed by God. I just gave you an antidote to it. Diligently seek him. Get in his word. Set aside time and research his word. Pray. Learn to pray. And let God work with you. Let those of you that's not saved, let's pray right now and clear the airways so you can diligently seek after the Lord God yourself. Because it's personal. Then find a good church or online service where you could always come and fellowship with us. You could email us at uh, we care at the tabernacle delivers inc.org. I will definitely personally respond. I always do. Bow your head and let's pray. Those of you that need to be saved. And repeat after me. It's simple sinner's prayer. Repeat after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I repent of all my sins. I ask the Lord Jesus to come into my life, to come into my heart. And save me right now. Sanctify me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Save me right now, Lord. I give you my life, my time, my energy. Help me to diligently seek after you on a daily basis. I accept you as my personal savior right now. I thank you for dying on the cross and rising on the third day and ascending to the right hand of God the Father. I thank you for saving me now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Don't go here. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul that's watching this broadcast or listening to it right now. I bind the hands of the enemy from hindering them, hindering them from serving you. Oh, God, give them a mind to seek after you diligently. Give them a mind to want to walk with you diligently, oh, Lord. I claim victory in their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Now remember, you can walk diligently with the Lord. You'll become victorious in your life every day. Every day in your life. Every single day in your life, you can be victorious. You can also email us, at, as I said before, we care at the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. You can go to our website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. And you can click on our uh, uh, become a partner page, uh, our prayer pa partner, our prayer request praise and testimony praise. We're going to be updating the website again, add more stuff to it later. I'll let you know about our 24 hour uh, channel revival study uh, next week sometime. But until then, stay faithful to God and obey God's word. And I'll see you soon back here at 5 o'clock on next Sunday, 5 15 next Sunday, or 8 15 on Wednesday night for Bible study. God bless.